Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering those most vexing dog issues. Dog father Joey Volani is back. Animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap. And on the show today, we have Jenna Fisher from The Office as the season of stars continues. Uh, also... Stacey Cohn, finally back in her little booth after making coffee and then spilling it and having to go back. Poor girl. What, what are you working on? Well, have you ever gone to church and you sit down and you're all ready to pray? You put your head down and then you notice to your left, oh, you've got some large person sitting next to you, breathing down your neck. Well, guess what? What if you sat down and you realize that large thing was a St. Bernard oh. and he was drooling down your neck? <laughs> Well, if you're in Florida and you want to go to church, you may have the chance to sit down next Holy to God. a big St. Bernard or maybe even a teacup poodle. I'll tell you, coming up on Animal Radio News. Joey, you're looking uh, mighty svelte. The diet's going well, I assume. 63 pounds, oh, baby. That's you know, like a small child there. Yeah, you know, that's actually a big child. <laughs> it's an eight-year-old, I think. I don't know. That's 33 for me. <laughs> 33. Well, he's That's doubled. Great. He's doubled. That's yeah, great. Yeah. But, you, but, you I, both but I had a lot more. Yeah. He had more to lose than I. <laughs> what are you going to be talking about today? You know the song, when they, you know, Frank Sinatra, when they show their pearly whites. Well, you never hear pearly brown. So we're going to talk about keeping your dog's teeth um, pearly white. Oh, got to love that. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Let's hit the phones. one 405 This is your turn to connect with our dream team and ask them the questions that are on your mind. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Are you ready to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard? I would love to. Good, good, good. Mark, are you ready for the treat? Oh, I need some help. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, I have a, uh, a mixed lab. She's less than a year old, which I rescued at a truck stop Christmas Day okay. in, the, in the middle of the night, and I guess she was lost, couldn't find the owner, had her scanned, couldn't find any ID for her, so here she is with me, and we have a chewing problem, okay. and last night she decided to destroy a $500 GPS. Oh my gosh. So, and between a CB radio microphone for $30 and several uh, cords that go to these devices, uh, I'm at my wit's end. It only happens when I leave the truck. Okay. And You know, this is nothing new to me because I have a lot of clients uh, who are calling me through my SoCalDogTraining.com and... Uh, you know, sometimes they're calling me on the verge of committing murder and ask me to talk them down because, you know, can you imagine they enter the house and they see the dogs lay down across their $5,000 leather furniture, special order from Italy. You know, I live here in Newport Beach, California, you know, like a, like a Beverly Hills on the ocean. And, you know, they're just coming in and watching that dog eat, chewing one of their uh, arms off, you know, and they just... You know, really, really get upset. So chewing is one of the things which makes the people, you know, upset more than anything I ever dealt with. 
Um, the reason why the dog chews because they're dogs and dogs need to some something to chew, but it also can be separation anxiety. It can be many different behavior problems. Here is my general intake uh, on that issue. Um, if your dog is chewing in your truck, okay, and laps, uh, how old is your is your lap mix? Uh, she's not much more than eight or nine months. She just had her first uh, cycle. Oh, about. Yeah. A month and a half ago. Okay. So uh, you're talking about uh, still puppy, okay? Right. So you're not, you would not allow a little child left alone, you know, in your truck, and you know how it goes in America. Maybe in Russia we do, but here in America you will be in the jail in no time. So you're not going to be in the jail for leaving your lap in the truck, but, uh, you know, the, the dog will punish your, your by chewing all your stuff off. So here's what I would do. I would uh, get some traveling cage. It's uh, made from, no, material, from, from cloth. It's a very nice one. You know, if that's going to work, I will use that one. If it's not, I'm going to maybe get the real one. And it doesn't take too much space, and it's a very nicely looking uh, crate. And I'm going to make make this type of the arrangement every time before I leave my truck. I will put my lap mix inside inside of this crate, okay? And inside of this crate, I will supply him with chew toys, uh, all different of them, starting from the conch chew, conch toy, antler chew, uh, deer antler chew, uh, nylon bones. I will basically uh, get maybe two, three sets of the uh, uh, chew toys, and I will rotate them, okay? And that's what I will do. Um, once your dog gets older, somewhere after 15 months, You'll be able to leave your dog, you know, not in the crate. But at this time, this is the way to go because every time when your dog does something wrong, that's that's less chance because it's becoming in her memory. It's getting her in her memory. So the next time she's going to do it again. But the less like, but the less she will chewing at your truck, the less likely it will happen in the future because it will gradually erase from her memory. Does it make sense for you? It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's what I, I wanted you to do. I put the leash on and I tied her tied the leash no. to the table so she couldn't no. get to the front and when no. she came back she chewed the leash in half. I believe it. Even if not the leash, even if you put the cable, some trainers, you believe it or not, suggest this method. This is going to be a recipe for disaster because on top of everything you will develop um all behavioral problems based on freedom frustration. Oh. Yes, right. Vladi knows what he's talking about because, you know, I'm not just a dog trainer. I also certified animal behaviorist. Sometimes sounds funny, sometimes says funny things, but I do the real deal on, 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 my daily, on my daily job. So that's the approach I will take. Of course, my friend, I would definitely, you know, two, three times per day, I will get that lab mix out of my truck. I will exercise a little bit, especially mentally. I will, and physically too, of course. I would put the collar on leash and I will say, let's go, make sure he doesn't go ahead of you. And if he goes ahead of you, I will turn around and snap the leash like it's shown in the video. If you will visit animalradio.com, you will see that video. I saw and, uh, it and that's, I have been doing that. 
Good, good, but make sure you use the right color. You gotta get the pinch color too, not the regular one. And pinch color needs to be adjusted, right? And after that, I will maybe get some toys, uh, like a ch- uh, check the website, uh, chaseitpettoys.com. It's like you can play with your dog, like with a cat, and exhaust that dog physically and mentally. The tired dog becoming good dog. And after that, supply him with something you want him to chew and uh, get him out of trouble instead of yelling and screaming at him. Just put him somewhere else so he could be enjoying the time when you're not here and you are killing so many birds with one stone and you're just basically avoiding separation anxiety, avoiding any building problem. That would be best approach from the Vladis point of view and that's going to work. Just do it. And of Thank course, you for calling us. Don't don't forget to get we her spay too. You should get her spay too, of course. Oh yes, for sure. That okay. is on the agenda as soon as I get back home to Las Vegas. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for your help. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An Australian man was recently caught hiding three geckos in his socks. Police found the little lizards hidden in the man's socks during a routine search of his car and alerted wildlife authorities. It's believed the man caught the geckos, which were a protected species in the wild, with hopes of selling the popular little lizards on the black market. The alleged smuggler had hidden a marble velvet gecko, an eastern spiny-tailed gecko, and a three-spot knob-tailed gecko. A wildlife officer explained that taking an animal out of the wild affects both the local populations from which they're taken, but also can spread disease to other reptile communities. Unlawfully taking wildlife can cost you fines up to $24,000. Maybe this guy was just trying to save on his car insurance. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable with another dog tip. Folks call Animal Radio a lot with training questions. How do I get my dog to do this and to stop doing that? Well, we all know what a hassle housework can be, right? Imagine if your dog did the cleaning for you. I know what you're thinking. That's impossible, but it isn't. You're about to meet Jesse, the Jack Russell Terrier. He cleans up spills. He vacuums, dusts, even shines his owner Heather's shoes. So how did Heather train him to do it? Well, it's easier than you might think. Your dog might not be able to do housework, but there's so many things you can teach your dog just by taking advantage of his nature. Jesse showed a knack for tricks early on. So here's what we always talk about on the show and how Heather taught her dog, Jesse, to do housework. I guess positive reinforcement. When they're doing something that you like, basically encourage them. So when your dog is doing something you like, you tell him he's a good dog and give him a treat. Set him up for success. A lot of it involves patience, just waiting for your dog to do something, no matter what it is, that you like. Jesse, go scooter. First, Jesse put his paws on the scooter and she prayed him gave him treats next he put his paws up and he made it move again she praised him and gave him treats good boy heather was there every step of the way to reward jesse so how do we apply this to your dog let's take something really basic like lying down in the same spot you can guide your dog to that spot and have your dog go down or you can just wait till your dog goes to the spot and goes down either way when your dog goes to that spot and lies down you give your dog praise and a treat now to take it to the next step have somebody ring your doorbell when it happens guide your dog to that 
spot with your body and have him lie down. If he looks like he's getting geared up to bark, give him a really quick correction, either with a poke with your fingers, a quick snap of the leash, or a loud sound to refocus his mind. When he does, hold up your hand like a stop sign, and when you get him to stay, you give him a treat, tell him what a good dog he is. Over time, you're going to see your dog going to that spot more and more often when you're around, and eventually he'll automatically go there when the doorbell rings. He's going to start to associate being in that spot with praise and treats. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, animal communicator Joy Turner. The dog father, Joey Volani, is back and better than ever. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And Dr. Debbie, it's toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. The season of stars continues today with Jenna Fisher from The Office. And probably one of my favorite characters from The Office. What is her character on The on the Office? I forget what her Pam. name is. Pam. Pam, the receptionist, oh, but now salesperson. Okay, that's what I wondered, because I watched The Office. Okay, that's Pam. She'll I be joining. I know the names. She has uh, cats, and she's one of those people that lets the cats crawl across the table, you know, the dinner table while they're eating. I've got a bird that does that. Well, you know, birds seem clean. <laughs> I wouldn't mind so much about it. The, the cats just came out of the litter and then, you know, that you're but, eating but on the But the bird side. eats out of your dish. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he decides that, um, you know, that, that, that he wants to take a bite. So just come and take a bite, put it in his, you know, foot and sit there and eat it right in front of you and look at you. <laughs> Does your bird talk no, at all? Not a word. Just just eats, eats the food out of my dish. And I'm on a diet, so I got, you know, limited food to eat, so I want to strangle the bird. <laughs> <laughs> just, just groom her and she will quit it. Well, I know that she, she likes it. You, yeah, you actually put her in the sink, don't you? Shower. Yeah, she, you know, she likes it. She'll go in the shower with you. She'll go right in the sink. You fill it up like a tub and, you know. Oh Not that God, I want to interrupt your, your segment there, Hal, about the cats, but, you know, I just figured I'd throw that in. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for uh, having me on. Where, where are you calling from today? <laughs> uh, calling from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, how very beautiful. Are you listening on XM or is it WEEU? What station? Uh, WEEU. I love those guys. They love the animals. <laughs> Dr. Debbie's right here. What's going on? Her thoughts are on uh, a raw diet for your dog. Yeah. Now, is it for any particular reason, or um, well, my dog has intrigued? had um, some issues with uh, one ear, not both, um, being uh, a little more red. He'll start to get a little bit of um, buildup in it. I was mm-hmm. using some ointments and treating it that way, and that seemed to always take care of it. And so she just started talking about a raw diet for you know different conditions and. I didn't catch. What kind of doggy you got? Uh, I have a little Westie, a West Highland Terrier. Oh, okay. Beautiful. A lot of personality in those little oh, guys. Oh, he's, yes. 
<laughs> They're fun. But uh, I'll have to say, uh, hearing that piece of information is very different because, yes, they are just horrible with allergies and skin disease in general. Um, and when I look at different breeds, um, I can pretty much count on if I see a Westie and it's coming for anything skin related, we're going to have a very big allergy talk because um, they are just so prone to these problems. And, and it can be just something as simple as having ear infections or maybe an occasional rash um, or just tearing their skin out to, you know, to the bottom of their skin. It, it just varies quite a bit. So as far as, you know, I can't say that I necessarily embrace just a raw diet for this purpose. For me, I kind of go into this long spiel about um, food allergies. And uh, for me, it isn't, I don't treat that necessarily with raw diets. The way I treat that is by limiting uh, the ingredients. And that might be either through a limited ingredient diet. I usually use the prepared commercial ones that are um, in the veterinary grade lines. Um, or I'll use a hydrolyzed uh, protein diet. Those are the, the ways that most veterinarians feel most comfortable with dealing with food allergies. And it's really based on the concepts of how pets respond to food allergens. So just because a food is raw doesn't mean they're not going to be allergic to it. So for me, I'd rather go to more the, the concept level of, of what the problem is. So if a pet's allergic to, say, chicken, obviously we're going to avoid that. But the problem is it's not easy to know what a dog is potentially allergic to. So we have to go on one of these elimination diets. Um, so um, the, the only other problem I'd have to say with, um, you know, doing your own like raw diets, um, you know, there's certainly the foodborne illness concern as, you know, even with commercial food, we were, we're seeing with, um, you know, some of the salmonella concerns and prepared foods. Um, so that is an inherent concern um, I have with those. Um, also, just, uh, you know, some of the different uh, digestive concerns that we have along with that um, nutritional long-term effects with um, a home-prepared diet, um, a little bit variable. So I generally lean more towards the prepared commercial foods. Okay. Um, as far as allergies, would it be, could this be an allergic reaction, even though, or response, even though it's just one ear? It's never Absolutely. Goes. You got it. It could be one ear that just kind of chronically has a problem. And um, for some breeds, um, I would say ears and rears for me are number one symptoms of uh, food allergy. So if we have an itchy butt, we have a lot of anal gland problems or we have recurrent ear infections. Those are big reasons to address food allergies. You know, but being a Westie, there's other things we talk about too. And, you know, there's a lot of other opportunities to treat. They commonly also have, um, you know, yeast infections in the skin. So if you got any other skin symptoms elsewhere, then we might deal with yeah, some no, of the. So far, he's really been, you know, fine. He's about two and a half and we've had no other problem. Um, good, he's a good. swimmer. He loves to swim. You think he's part Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and long, and we have a pond in our backyard, so he's wet a lot. So I tried to dry his ears out, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know if that was perhaps an issue as to why the ears were giving him a problem. It definitely can contribute. So definitely, if we're swimming regularly, you know that just kind of. You know fills that whole ear canal with, with water. So yeah, it definitely can be a contributing factor. So I would always make sure that a dog that likes to swim a lot, if we are prone to ear infections, that once we come out of the water and we call it a day, I want to use a nice general ear cleanser. Um, the acidifying ear cleansers, if it has acetic acid, um, salicylic acid, those are going to kind of act like almost like a swimmer's ear for a dog. And we're going to help dry out that ear canal and put that environment so that we you know, hopefully don't have a lot of the bacterial or yeast agents that take advantage. Now the allergy part of things, you know, you may still have a red ear, um, but, you know, hopefully we don't get that infection to settle in there, too. Okay. okay. 
great. Thank you so much for your call, Amy. Thank you uh, so much for your help. You're welcome. This is Dr. Debbie. The whole crew is sitting here waiting for your call. Is 1-866-405-8405. And this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. Cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bite Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, summer's in full swing now, and PetRelocation.com, an international pet travel and pet transportation service provider, has announced the results of its third annual Summer Pet Travel Survey. Travel trends have fluctuated, but overall the popularity of pet travel is holding pretty steady, and consumer demands are more specific than ever. Nearly half of pet owners will travel this summer. 47% of respondents said that they plan to travel with their pets within the next three months. Another 40% plan to travel within the next year. Seems that dogs rule. Even more, though, about a quarter of the people said that they travel with their cats. A commanding 85% will bring their dogs along when they hit the road. Safety seems to top the list for the third year in a row. Safety was cited as the number one uh, priority for pet travelers. 60% of respondents saying it's their top concern when they make their travel plans. Convenience, that came in second place at 25%. And pricing was stated as the number one concern for 15% of the people. Washington's health department says, you know what, it's time to worry about ticks. Veterinarian Dr. Ruth McPeat says that few people realize that modern rural housing developments are often making America's tick problem even worse. It's really the phenomenon of people moving from the cities into the suburbs where they're becoming very close to the forest and they're actually breaking those forests up into fragments. She says those fragments are fertile breeding grounds for ticks. The new website, dogsandticks.com, explains how to properly remove a tick from both people and animals. Ticks can carry health problems like Lyme disease. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Hi, this is Dean Coons on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our dream team. Toll free, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Joey Volani is back, and we're very appreciative of that. Animal communicator Joey Turner is also here. And you probably have seen the uh, previews on TV, may even have checked it out. Brand new show on CBS. Yes, right, CBS, Dogs in the City. 
starring Justin Silver, and we welcome into the show today. Hey, Justin, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm just uh, talking to you guys right now from, uh, actually, location. Oh, you're on location filming right now, huh? Yeah, we're filming right now. I'm just taking a quick 10 minutes to talk to you guys. Well, good. Good. I'm glad you t- you're taking time. Now, you're you're a comedian, and I know you from Funny for Fido. And you- oh, awesome. Have you been? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> but we've talked to uh, uh, the guy from 30 Rock who who you booked. Oh, once. Judah. Yeah, Judah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a few years ago. I remember when he passed, when he uh, when he had a conversation with you guys. I remember that. Well, yeah. it look, looks like you're moving up in the world there. The, yeah, I think they're going too bad. <laughs> I think uh, when you when you can pass by the whole animal planet and the Nat Geo and all of that and go right to network television, <laughs> something you're doing something right. And of course, I, I, I didn't have much say in that, but I'm I'm thankful that it just that we landed where we landed. The program called Dogs in the City. What is it about? It's kind of a reality show, isn't it? Yeah, it's a dog training show, but it also focuses on the human aspect of the dog-human relationship and how a lot of times people's own neurosis and issues. You see the symptoms. of that in their behavior with their dogs, um, especially in New York, where you have you know you're never short of neurotic people with a lot of different issues going on. Um, a lot of times you see dogs acting in weird ways, and I get called for a lot of these situations, and then I you know kind of trace it back to behaviors in the owners. So we work on the canine aspect of it, but we also work on the human aspect of it because I always say it's kind of like you know a lot of times working with dogs, it's it's almost like I used to be a personal trainer when I was working with people who had obesity problems. It's not so much just the mechanical part of getting them on the treadmill. It's also changing the life habits that got them to that point in the first place. So a lot of times I'll work on the mechanical aspects of just training the dogs, but I also want to work on the issues that the people are having that you know have, have made their issues get to the point that they're at. Justin, I so agree with you. I always tell my clients, you know, you will never change. You will never get the permanent result if you're not going to change make some changes in your relationship. This is so great. Look, I have exactly. one question to you. How you deal with all the those things, you know, this doctrining world, I, I will put it in the simple terms. I just had, I just did a few pilots for Animal Planet. And yeah. oh my God, just because I said you have to be the boss. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I was like almost like a crucified. Uh, what, oh, how I are you what dealing with I, that? I, you don't even have to finish the sentence. I so get what you're saying. Basically, the extreme version of people who think that if you yank on a chain a little bit, you're hurting the dog and then converse it to exactly. people who go the opposite end where it's all aversion and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah I think what you're addressing is the big split, the big divide in how to train animals and what is um, inhumane and what is almost like over-coddling and how, you know, you'll get both sides kind of coming at you. And for me, it's like I've always tried to just keep an open mind and remain right in the middle and learn as much from both camps as possible because I don't think there's one answer to that. I think that, you know, you always have to set dogs up for success by using positive reinforcement, but conversely, you still have to correct the mistakes because otherwise you're doing the animal a disservice because nothing learns that way. It's almost like, you know, if you, you know, when you're teaching kids math problems, it's like they're, you, you set them up for success showing them how to solve the problem, but you also have to tell them no when they get it wrong. They're only going to learn that much quicker. So, um, I, I really exactly. try to never get into arguments with people who are trying to uh, <laughs> focus too much on one extreme or too much on another extreme. Mm-hmm. And I think the happy medium is really the best way to train the animals. And I also look at each animal as an individual. I don't ever think, like, because this breed is known for such and such traits, this is the specific way to train them. You know, they, they, their personalities are so unique. What was the hardest dog you had to train, or should I say person you had to train? 
you know, a lot of times you get people calling you for problems and they're talking the entire time that you're trying to explain to them how to fix the issue. They have ideas, of, they have a million ideas about how you're supposed to do your job and go about it and fix it. And, and, you know, it's like you're almost battling with them to just give them a simple solution. A lot of times people don't think that a solution can be fixed quite simply just with someone who knows what they're doing. So it's like, a lot of times you're you're battling the, the client's personality more than the dog's, and the dog will often respond right away, which is shocking to the client. You know, we don't we don't go a week without getting a call from somebody that's talking about how they their relationship is being affected. Like the dog, the little, especially the little nippy dogs, don't like the husband or don't like the wife. They and and really jealous spouses. And I assume you're going to conquer this on on the series. Yeah, we get a lot of that. You you know, you get a lot of, we actually, um, I think it's in this, I can't give too much away because I want people to stay tuned, but I think sure. it's kind of in the in the second episode. One of the major issues is that is where um, a husband and wife, uh, they kind of drew the line in their relationship via the dog. And it's like the dog is just, was just really responding to the wife um, using a dog almost as like a, a, as a form of separating, as a form of separating their relationship, and you saw the dog would constantly nip at the husband when she would hold it, and she'd say, "See, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't mm. love the dog." And you, you really see that uh, the person actually uses the dog to take one side of the relationship, mm. and then you know the dog is always going to respond to the household. I always say animals are really the barometer for the household they're living in. So once I got them to see that that was the issue, and then we. Um, did some techniques to just make the dog a little bit more, put the dog more in the middle, so to speak, uh, then you saw the issues go away right away. So it was really more the husband and wife kind of owning what they were doing with each other through the dog. So now I don't know, you know, maybe they'll get a divorce or something. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that? Have you seen relationships break up? I haven't seen relationships break up because of the dogs, but like, I'll be honest with you, I've seen (laughs) me and my ex have joint custody of our dogs. Yeah. And at one point, I just could not stand her. And because of the dogs, we have become very, very good friends. And she appears on almost every episode of this show. So, <laughs> so the yeah. opposite is true for me that sometimes um, you stay together for the dogs. Make people, make people who really did not belong together get together for the better. Well, we do that with our human kids. You know, I could see that happening. I know yeah, couples that'll stay. The same. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same. Justin, in this country, people would rather give up their relationship with the humans, but will never give up their relationship with no. the dog the feel of guilt is becoming unbearable so they are failing something you know yeah so. they feel like if they, 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 they feel like if they give up on their it's so funny it's like when people take on their animals you really see how the animals are extensions of their own feelings about themselves like that was exactly. one of the things that I try to get clients to see a lot of times and in the case of an animal that is I always call it introduction anxiety when um, someone is very coddling toward an animal because they've had loss in their lives and then they adopt an animal from a shelter so of course they identify with the animal as being you know alone and scared and then they coddle it which that's not a bad thing unless it's over coddling and then when the animal goes to meet another dog in the street they have the leash way in front of them and the dog is taking cues of nervousness from the person and then snaps out at the other dog and then they bring it back to them and then they hold it and then they feel bad for it you see how much the animals are extension of their own feelings about themselves it looks like a great program check it out it is wednesday nights 8 to 9 p.m eastern and pacific on cbs and justin we appreciate you taking time to join us today thank you very much thanks for having me i'm gonna get back to uh, fixing the puppies here knock them dead bye Fadi, that should be your show there. What happened? I don't know. <laughs>
You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Well, good afternoon, morning, wherever you are. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. Call's pretty busy today over there. I noticed you're I'm very busy over here with this phone. You're an amazing, multi-talented woman, I'll tell you that right now. Judy Francis, screening your calls for Dr. Debbie, Vladi the World, famous Russian dog wizard, Joey Volani, the dog father, and animal communicator, Joey Turner. Joey's going to be talking about those pearly whites or pearly browns today and keeping your dog's or cat's teeth clean, which reminds me it's about time that I clean boots. Your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait Isn't a it funny how your own health care gets kind of put on the back burner? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's more passionate about their pets, and, you know, we'll do without for our pet sites. Exactly. So. Oh, now, wait a second. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, <laughs> Boog, the studio cat, studio stunt cat's teeth. I brush every day, and I floss every day. Thank you very much. I do know that if your cat or dog doesn't get their teeth brushed and cleaned, that they can actually get disease that will uh, that could be fatal. Yeah, heart disease, uh, kidney problems, all of that just from that bacteria that's showering their blood system. So uh, it's cheaper and better to keep uh, those teeth clean. And with Boog, he eats... Uh, canned food, right. so there's nothing really cleaning his to, teeth. No, so he doesn't chew anything of crap hard. On his teeth. Did I mention Jenna Fisher is going to be on the show today? Very cool about this uh, from the office. Pam from the office as our season of stars continues into the summer. Wow, the longest season of stars we've ever had here at Animal Radio. And Stacy Cohn, she is in the newsroom. She works 24 hours a day. If she ever shows up at your doorstep, it's like 60 minutes. You don't want to answer because she gets to the bottom of any animal-related story. And what are you working on? Well, summer's here. Everybody's packing up the car. The kids are in and your animals are in. And do you know what is topping the list for the third year in a row as the number one priority for pet travelers? What? I'll give you a hint. The Romneys didn't consider this when they were traveling with their uh. pets. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> okay. Great way to stay nonpartisan there, Stacy. Well, of course, that probably has something to do with the story of Mitt Romney uh, traveling across the country with his dog on the roof. And we'll what, breed, what breed of the dog he has? I think it was an Irish, at the time, it was an Irish setter who's no longer with us, but I believe it was an Irish setter. I like Barack Obama's dog, a Portuguese water dog. I like that one a lot. Oh, Dr. Phil, you know, he's getting sued for that alleged dog attack. You heard about that law, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And there is a lot of rumors now. They kind of telling, well, you know, he's not... Uh, He's not doing himself what he's preaching about. He is preaching for the people to be more proactive in their relationship, and he wasn't proactive in the relationship with that dog. And um, from my personal experience, dog bites never comes out of the blue. There is a lot of warning signals. Uh, some dogs show more warning signals, some less. Mm. For instance, we always talk about the pit bulls and far from being a breed bias, because I truly worked with many nice and wonderful pit bulls, 
but uh, genetic speed bulls i mean they they desire to to hide their intentions and uh, you know that's why when sometimes they snaps it's very unpredictable so mm. uh, but for the rest of the dogs it's uh, very predictable so easy see easy deal that's what my advice is mm. you don't think he's being sued because of his uh, well bank account of course he is of course uh, but and, and 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 I'm definitely you know against because we live in the so happy society that's for sure but in the same time just uh, I, I talk to the regular folks all the time just telling them look you don't want to be in trouble you know in the united states and every dog basically we have at least three four lawyers um if we can count the lawyers and count the dogs we can see in this country we have more lawyers than dogs especially in the state <laughs> of california <now. laughs> so don't play with the flame you know so many people say oh it's okay my dog bark 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 Dogs first bark after they snap, and it comes as totally surprise. Don't play with the flame. Vlade has a three-month waiting list, but you can get through to him right now at one 405 8405 and we're going to go to the phones next. Greetings, Animal Radio lovers. Vinny Penn, your party animal. I actually have a question for you. Uh, one of my last days on the beach... Uh, I noticed something very interesting. There was one guy on the beach who had a newborn with him, a newborn, about a year old, a year and a half old, uh, kind of taking his first little lumbering steps on the sand. And uh, the guy was there without, uh, you know, uh, the baby's mother. And to my left, a bit of a ways down, was another gentleman who was frolicking with a dog in somewhat the same capacity. And I swear, if I'm not mistaken, the guy with the dog was getting more, the girls were staring at him, much more than the guy with the baby. Well, I guess as I say it out loud, women seeing a guy with a baby, they probably assume there's a mother not far off and perhaps one who takes taekwondo or you know maybe they're living in fear maybe that's why the guy with the dog i mean the dog is the ultimate chick magnet particularly on the beach you throw that frisbee and that dog comes running out soaking wet and does that shake and you do a funny little iron get me soaking wet this dog was a chick magnet and it wasn't even like it was you know it was a rottweiler or this beautiful chocolate lab or you know anything of this nature it was a straight up mutt not that i'm anti-mutt by any stretch of the imagination but the girls were running over look at him and the dog would shake his this salt water on the girls don't do that and they were laughing and everything All i was thinking about was every time i took a girl to the beach if i splashed water on their shore she was like you jerk and stomped off to the concession stand, only to come back with French fries that she didn't share. The dog is a chick magnet more than a kid. But as I said, I think I'm realizing on the air, because women probably presume kid's got a mother. Guy's probably taken. So I guess this really wasn't a question, or maybe just that I answered my own question. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please. Stay and neuter your animals, please. Here is today's top of news story. I'm Nick Miles. It's a garden party with plenty of horsepower as the Porsche Taycan visits the Festival of Speed for the first time. Porsche is adding an electric sports car to its lineup on the legendary Goodwood Hill. The debut is part of Porsche's triple demo run in which the Taycan will make three appearances on three continents in three weeks. 
The Taycan will be presented in September and launched to the market at the end of the year. To find your new Porsche, check out our reviews at OurAutoExpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Just a few minutes away from Jenna Fisher joining us on the season of stars here at Animal Radio. Lots of giveaways this hour, and uh, in fact, uh, well, let's not do that now. We'll do that in just a few minutes. Stacy, what are you working on? Flea and tick season is uh, here, and you know what? Your house could be making your tick problem worse. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Line three, we have, is it Juan? Hey, Juan. Welcome. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, doctor. I'm fine. Thank you for the opportunity to ask you a question. What's up? Okay. Doctor, basically, I have my cat, Buddy, has been with me since 1999, and uh, I noticed that lately when my cat, Buddy, grooms, grooms himself, he's pulling some hair out. Uh, he has patches now of skin without hair around his thighs, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering... You know why that would be he's an in and out cat and okay. um the only uh stress we live you know i live alone with him and he lives alone with me but the only stress that we got now is an ant infestation in our place and the ants get to his food and buddy comes to me and i open a new camp for him and throw away the old the, the you know the can that's got all the ants and it's been a battle but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if that that's stressing him out or what yeah and you know itchy cats when they're pulling their hair out the the, the, the first things we really look at are the, whether there's something medically going on or if we think there's something behaviorally or psychologically going on and the honest truth is that 80% of itchy cats that are pulling out hair flea allergy dermatitis is the likely uh, culprit so if your kitty does go outside and you live in a flea uh, area um, that's the number one thing that we focus on we work on um, besides that the next thing's down the list tend to be allergic skin disease and that can be things like outdoor allergens food allergies and it can even be things like insect allergies so um, cats can actually be allergic to things um, crawling around in the environment um, especially if you know they're getting close and up up and personal with those critters so those can be some things so I would definitely work in getting that ant problem uh, taken care of and if that means picking up the food um, limiting the time that it's down because that definitely is one thing you can control pretty easily by just taking some of that opportunity away right i do i do i mean i he eats and then he walks away and then he eats and then when i notice that he's done i go and i grab the food before the ants get to it but there is a uh a cat outside this that's it's a feral cat Mm -hmm. and it's his friend and i wonder maybe that maybe he's getting some ticks from her or i don't know yeah i mean it's possible you know if he's going outside he's definitely in a higher risk group and and fleas it doesn't take much you know they only spend about five percent of the time on the on the animal and they'll actually be in the environment so um the bulk of the time so one of the main things that i would direct you to do is because this can be very frustrating when we're dealing with um cats pulling out here a lot of times we want to blame it on behavior and talk about stress and things that upset them but um there's actually been a lot of research on this 
this. And one important piece of research, they found that 76% of cats that were believed to have um, behaviorally driven um, problems where they chewed, their, chewed themselves and pulled their hair out, 76% of them were actually medical causes that just were undetected. So that means that that very small, less than one in four, is going to be something that's more behavioral. So I would work really hard on the flea allergy possibility, and you may need to even see a veterinarian about, um, there's a product called Capstar that you can give as an oral medicine, and that is one of the best, uh, quickest kills to help uh, decrease flea burdens that can really help with um, uh, determining whether or not we have a flea allergy. Um, so that's one big thing. Now for uh, other types of approaches for allergies, food allergy is a big thing, and that would require a commitment to a special diet as well. So you would have to work with your veterinarian on that and make sure he's not getting other things. Um, but beyond that, then we really get into some of the nitty-gritty medications that we might use, things that are in the antihistamine family for itching or things that might be more geared towards behavioral-driven uh, things. So um, for me, I'd say before, I'd say I want to try giving your kitty a pill. And who wants to give their cat a pill, right? Really? Uh, I'd look at doing some of the other things that we might be able to, to tackle here when it comes to flea control. Well, thank you. I'll take them to the vet, and I'll mention that Capstar uh, medicine that you mentioned. And, um, and, and, and you know, he'll, he'll take a look at them, and, and, you know, but he definitely needs, needs his. And, you know, now that you mention it, I haven't been putting his, he hasn't had his flea treatment in a while, so maybe that's what I need to do now that summer's coming. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, this is going to be a bad season when it comes to parasites all the way around. Fleas, yeah. ticks, you name it. So, yeah, you definitely want to be vigilant. And sometimes we will even, with the veterinarian's direction, with some of the different flea products, we'll even increase the frequency from once a month to every two weeks. So that might be another thing to inquire with the product and with your veterinarian there. Okay. Well, thank you very much, doctor. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here at 1-866-405-8405. Well, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you so much, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. And I believe we are going to go to line three. Am I correct? They're all blinking. Line three. Teeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go to James. Hey, James, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Lodgepole, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Do you live there? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I, I, I'm a, a wheat farmer here. A actually. wheat farmer? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, a wheat farmer. I, um, I've got a huge uh, wheat and corn farm out here, so... Um, but the question I was calling you guys about is, is I, I just actually saved two uh, sugar gliders, or got two um, sugar gliders from a, a, you know, a rescue. What, what, what's and, a sugar um, rider, I, or sugar glider? What is that? I don't know. It's a little marsupial. They're like about the size of the palm of your hand, a little marsupial, and uh, big eyes, um, very interesting <laughs> little characters. They sound cute. <laughs> Yeah, they're really, really interesting and, and a lot of fun, actually. And I, I'm, the, the last family really, I don't believe, was giving them the, the attention they needed and the, and the love and everything they needed. But the question I have for you guys is that should I get these two boys neutered? I, I've done some research online, and it, it's kind of a yes and no. Um, I, if I do, is it, is, it, is it bad for them? I mean, or is it good for them? And also about when should I do it? You know, they're still in the the state's not really knowing me too well, and we're still mm-hmm. bonding. Uh, the, the, what's your, what's yeah, your you thoughts? Know, 
Well, I definitely, for sugar gliders, I, I definitely recommend to neuter the boys. We don't do the girls, but gen, well, we can, but we generally do the boys. And, um, as long as they have their, their, their goods in place, um, it's, it, we can do it. So most of these guys, once they come for their first pet exams, we can talk about doing that. The, the reason that it's, it's actually quite easy to neuter sugar gliders is that they're, testicles basically are on a little stalk and so they kind of hang away from the body so it, it makes it very easy to ex- access the area and uh, here at my office what we generally do is we do this with laser surgery so it helps to minimize bleeding um, the biggest and I'd say the one thing we really watch after neutering these little guys is that um, they tend to chew themselves so we're really aggressive about making sure we use pain medication um, and even just kind of putting like a Novocaine block at the area where we um, do the surgery that's probably the biggest downside to things but I, I wouldn't say that I think I think it will definitely help make them more um, uh, apt to be uh, affectionate and uh, you know kind of takes down a little bit of that aggression that we can get with them so um, for making them better pets I say absolutely um, if you need to give them a little bit more time to bond to you I, I think that's great um, but I don't see a reason that you know you'd, you'd have to wait um, because it definitely helps them in the long run and, and just, just out of curiosity what is the normal cost of you know, it is going to depend a bit on what kind of veterinary availability you have in your area. And I'd have to tell you that um, sugar gliders are certainly a little bit more of truly what we'd call the exotic breeds. So, you know, for some folks, they may not feel comfortable handling them or they may just not have the equipment to deal with them. Um, and, and certainly, you know, like I mentioned, you know, here at my office, we have uh, laser surgery, which is really neat for some of these little guys. So you, you're going to potentially run into um, a little bit more of a uh, cost factor with that. Um, and I would have to say that here at our office, I think neutering these guys is maybe just a, a hair over a hundred bucks. Um, but in some facilities, it could actually be as much as a couple hundred just because of, you know, not having uh, the, a lot of other competition in the area for them. But we see so many of these critters that, you know, it's not necessarily a big deal for us. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, I just want them to be happy. So that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I and you know what? Thank you so much for your information. It really helped out. Sure, I'm glad. And you know, I wanted to mention that sugar gliders are definitely an, a, an animal that you got to have a lot of time for them. So it's unfortunate if the other family didn't spend a lot of time because they really, I've had some of these little guys where they will actually just kind of shut down. If they're not getting love, affection, they won't eat. So, um, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking them on. And uh, they're curious little creatures, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your call, well, James. I appreciate your call. They're with me right now. They are ride they? with me all day in the tractor. They drive in the so. tractor with you. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah. The tractor drives itself, so I just sit here and look at them in their little pouch thing, and they, they chill out and look around all the big windows and stuff. In case they can wow. Fly around, you know, fly around on things. I, I think in 11 years of doing this radio show, you're the first <laughs> caller with sugar gliders. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank, good day. thank you for your call today. So, Dr. Debbie, are these animals that need to be kept inside? Do they keep them in a cage? How much room do they need? I'm trying to get an yeah, idea. Yeah, they definitely need a cage, and, and they're, they're climbers, so they definitely need um, big, wide cages. Um, We've got to have a lot of hiding places for them. And, and, you know, they eat a various diet, so they'll eat fruits, vegetables. They need a lot of protein in their diet, so they'll eat little bugs, um, boiled eggs, things like that. Um, but they do take a lot of, a lot of attention, and 
and um, sometimes they are people get them for when they have kids, and it's not always the best thing if the kids aren't comfortable handling them. Um, they do some really interesting little sounds. Um, it's something called crabbing, so it kind of goes. <laughs> And um, so when they're unhappy, they make the sound. A lot of people do, ooh. So, you know, it just takes, you know, with, with kids for them to get used to them um, and, uh, you know, not freak out. I, I still kind of freak out sometimes when they do that because it catches you off guard with this little alien sound that they make. <laughs> they sound absolutely adorable. We'll put a picture up over at the website at animalradio.com for a sugar glider call here at Animal Radio. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson, amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles. Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Welcome. It is Animal Radio. More wag, less bark. Celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every week. If this is your first week, welcome. Welcome all. Check in with us at one 405 8405 To my left, Dr. Debbie. To my right, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joey Turner, joining us on Skype. Uh, Judy's screening calls right now. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is actually talking to, I believe, a cat on the phone. Yeah, she'll talk to your cat. What the heck? Stacy Cohn, uh, she is... Uh Working hard in the newsroom. Where is she? She disappeared from the newsroom. I guess she's getting coffee. Let's uh, hit the phones. I believe we have Cindy on the phones for Vlad. Hey, Cindy, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. What's on your mind today? Hi, Cindy. Well, I just Cindy. Cindy, Cindy. Vlade joined the show, and uh, I've listening, been listening for about four years now, and I'm just about to quit listening. Oh, no. Why is that? Well, I just it seems like... Uh, Vlade just takes over the whole show, and we don't get to hear any of the other people hardly at all. Oh, really, Cindy? <laughs> so who? Okay, so 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 you call to complain about Vlade he taking over whole show? That's that's kind of interesting. So go ahead. Well, that's that's pretty much you know you you have some good information, but you just are so lengthy in all of your explanations about everything. <laughs> that's what our producer says. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's just really annoying because, you know, like if Joy or one of the others gets on there, it seems like almost immediately the music starts playing and they cut them short. But Vlade, he can talk forever. Okay, so 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 Vlade gets special privileges, you believe? Well, I don't know that that's it, but, it, you know, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. Well. I don't know. Cindy, uh, what can I tell you? Um, I really still not sure what is your complaint is about. Um, if you have some, do you have a dog? Yes, I do. I have several dogs and cats. I rescue them. Oh, good, good for you. What dogs you have? Well, I have uh, the ones that are mine that I keep with me all the time are a little cocker spaniel, 
a lab, a chihuahua, a skipper key, and oh, a couple you, of mixed breeds. Yeah. You have a whole selection of them. So do you have any behavioral problems with them? No, nope, everybody does really well. Okay, I guess I guess behavior. Pro- I guess the problem is always problem. If we are considering it as the problem, uh, what, what if I will knock on your door? If you're not gonna be like like this, or you think it's okay for them to bark like that? Uh, sure, because that way they're letting me know that someone's there. That's their job. Ah, uh, now we understand your nature of your complaints because you're really not the, my client and not my listener. You know, uh, Vladi likes the order. Vladi likes the way to transfer the dog to be part of the family where you can take him with you everywhere you go, like we do in Europe. You know why? Because they behave. And uh, when uh, knocking on the door, dog's supposed to maybe bark one time to tell you, somebody's here, but after that doesn't become service to you anymore. So basically, go ahead, Cindy. No, that's right. You're absolutely right, and that's what mine do. They let me know that someone's there, and when I call them off, they, they hush. They're that's good. So you well. are the alpha. You are the alpha. And they go with me. They go with me, you know, and they're very well-minded whenever they go places with me. I see. So you are the alpha. Yes. Okay, that's where you don't have a problem. And uh, I guess some of the people need to learn from you how to become the alpha, and that's all this show is about. One of the famous um, philosopher said... You gotta keep main thing as the main thing. And the main thing in the relationship with your dog oh boy. is respect <laughs> to the human authority. Because if some people keep doing what they keep doing, they're gonna get they're gonna get they're gonna get what they are getting. And I guess that's all what my advice is about. I my explanation goes a little bit beyond uh, the strict to the dog's point. I bring analogy from the real life circumstances. Bring the humor because that way people better relate. Uh, my education beyond being a certified doctrinaire behaviorist, I also have an MBA in the, in the, um, a master degree in uh, social science. So that is why it gives me chance to address broad pictures and uh, that's why maybe sometimes some confusions but that's what my language is i sometimes talk between the lines sometimes stick to the point and address the point decisively with a brutal truth you like it or not but that's what the vladi that is why when the vladi talks so many people listening and i appreciate your feedback we love negative and positive that's what we're all about this is the great country america where the democracy is the main main supreme thank you for calling guys thank you buddy C- cindy you said yes. you have cats Yes, I do. I'd like to give your cat some cat litter. Is that okay? Some world's best cat litter. I have tons of it that they put right in front of my desk, and I can't sit down at my desk unless I give it away. Thank you. That would be awesome. I could really use it, yeah. And also, we'd love you as a listener. We don't want you to go anywhere. We need all the listeners we can get, and especially very smart (laughs) and intelligent listeners like yourself, okay? Well, thank you very much. I do love the show. Cindy, hold on for one second. She didn't like you, Vlad. Wow. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love the people like that too because, you know, that's what they make our show so great because, you know, different opinions. And uh, that's all my pers- persona is. It's, I don't cover it up. It's like very controversial. And I always, through all my professional career, 
I have people who See, love how, me how and slick. hate me. Yeah. And how, how slick? Because what's going to happen now? We got her address, and we're going to go pay her a visit. Okay? Because for Senator Catalyst, we got her address. Don't worry. We'll straighten her right out for you, okay? Well, no, this is exactly what our producer is saying, though, all the time. And it's funny because she was actually saying that uh, you interrupted. As she was saying that, you were interrupting. And... <laughs> It was, but you know this is Vladi. This is why we have him on Animal Radio. We have uh, we have all types on Animal Radio. Joey Volani, of course, uh, quite the personality, as well as Doctor Debbie, Animal Communicator Joey Turner, and we love to hear from you. Okay, yeah. So puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad Self Cleaning Puppy Pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Hey, if you miss Lucky the Dog's posh wedding shower, you can still make it to her wedding at New York's exclusive Essex House Hotel. Lucky, who now holds the Guinness World Record as the animal most photographed with celebrities, has posed with the likes of Betty White, Snoop Dogg, and Hugh Grant. Her new mission is searching for a husband. Oh, get behind me, Lucky. The marital-minded Maltese is taking applications on her Facebook page for The Right Guy, which owner and animal advocate Wendy Diamond says needs to be friendly and not camera shy, but not necessarily canine. Wow, she's going for a little a mixed relationship here. What's the rush? Well, poor Lucky's been diagnosed with terminal cancer and given 3 to 12 months to live, and she wants to make sure she has a husband before she dies. All right. <laughs> Would you take your dog to church with you if you could? There's a Florida pastor who says he's decided not to turn away any four-legged parishioners who want to join their two-legged companions at church. Pastor David Hughes told the Sun Sentinel that almost 500 dogs filled the pews on this past Saturday for the first of two Dog Day weekend services at the Church of the Glades in Coral Springs. Some of the animals reportedly in in attendance range from teacup poodles to Irish wolfhounds as well as several eagles were there. A 600-pound lion was in church. Can you imagine sitting next to a lion while you're praying? I would be praying immediately. That's one way to get you to start praying. Hugh says he thinks that man's best friend fits nicely with the values of loyalty, love, and protectiveness, noting that um, many theologians call Jesus the hound of heaven. All right. I, that's his quote, not mine. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet State. They give the four-legged friends the four-star treatment. It's available at Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas. And Pet State includes amenities like the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat. Dog treats, specialty room service. Yeah, for your dog, specialty room service. It's more than pet friendly. It's pet focused. Details at Caesars.com slash Pet Stay Las Vegas. This weekend, Tony and Tina's wedding. 
This Ooh, is a June wedding. Everybody, I've seen it. Have you? Have you? I would imagine. I've seen it. I seen it when it was off Broadway in Manhattan, and you know what? It's unbelievable. You got to go see it. Really? Is that one of those you shows have that to see it. they 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 make the audience participate? You're part of it. Yes, you're uh-huh. part. You're part of it. And I'm not going to say anything, but there's a lot that goes on. Even if you go into the bathroom, there's crap going on in there too. And, <laughs> Literally. Uh, I'm, no, I'm serious. Literally, yes. No, but there is. It's 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 really good. Watch it and bring your dog so they can sit in the room and order room service. <laughs> it's happening all through July. 31st outside at Bally's Las Vegas and uh, like Joey said bring your dog along and they can stay in the room and eat the room service while you're out checking out Tony and Tina's weddings Pet Stay thank you so much for sponsoring Animal Radio by the way the Pet Stay program is at Caesars Palace Paris Planet Hollywood's Hera's Flamingo's Bally's and Rio as well as the Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas just a lot of great hotels we're topping off this week's show with Jenna Fisher. She's on the phone. Hi, Jenna. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, it is so good to talk to you. Are you calling from the set? I'm not. I'm calling from my house. I, I wish I were calling from the set. That sounds more exciting. But, but you're working now, aren't you, this week? We are. We're, we're shooting this. Uh, we're shooting the current season, the season five. But um, I had the morning off, which is a real treat. And so I'm talking to you guys. Oh, very exciting. Now, tell us. I remember in 2006, you were on the front of People magazine, or you were uh, you were pictured in People magazine with Andy. Is Andy still around? He is. He's 16 years old. Wow. Oh. He's doing great. Last year, he was diagnosed with the beginnings of kidney disease. Oh. And um, I have to say, um, if I, I worked for many years doing animal rescue, which I think you guys know, and through doing uh, animal rescue, I got sort of a crash course. I feel like I became a little bit of like a, a vet's assistant with my knowledge of various diseases and things that cats can have. And thankfully, I wasn't overwhelmed by the news that he had the beginnings of kidney disease because it's really manageable. And I give him sub-Q fluids at home every day. Oh, really? Like an IV? Um, it's not an IV because I don't have to hit a vein, thank goodness, because I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly common disease. How is Andy taking to this? Well, that's the thing. He was a semi-feral cat when I got him. It's uh-huh. very feisty. And um, he, uh, at first, he was not crazy about it. I suffered several um, bites of protest and <laughs> um, scratches, and, and he would wiggle out. And now my biggest problem, he's so relaxed. You know, cats actually sort of like getting fluids. It feels good. And now after a year of doing it, he looks forward to it. He sits in his little basket. I put the needle in, and sometimes he'll make a little protest of a meow, but that's it. Now he's so comfortable, he starts to clean himself while he's getting his fluids. And now my biggest struggle is making the needle stay. And sometimes when he cleans himself, it just pops out because he's so relaxed. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad he's adapted to that. We have a similar situation with a cat here. We don't have to do the fluids, but we have to pill him every day, and it took a little while for him to adjust to it. Now he actually comes for his pill. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you put the pill in something, like food or something? No, and you know what? He gets two pills every day, and he sits there, and if I don't get it exactly in his mouth, you can see him work it and actually swallow it. He actually swallows this pill. Yes. I cannot believe that. We're not talking like about a meat pill or anything. This is a prednisone, a steroid, which yeah. tastes pretty nasty. Yeah. Wow. Right. Is Andy the only the only animal that you have in your life? Yes. Well, um, I I had a dog with my ex husband, mm-hmm. and um, my ex kept the dog. His name's Wesley. He was a rescue as well. And um, but every time either one of us goes out of town, we take care of we pet sit for the other. So actually, this month. 
my ex is going out of town for five days, so I get to have Wesley, my my dog, for five days. Oh, that's good. And the cat and dog will be reunited, and um, which is always a lot of fun. Oh, you have visitation yeah. rights. That's exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. So, it, you know, it was tough because we rescued the dog together while we were married, but the dog always really took to my husband more, and... Um, they had a closer bond, and Andy had been mine since I was in college. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that was that was hard. But uh, you know, I'm the I'm the go to person whenever <laughs> he needs anything. And so, did you travel with Andy across the country when you uh, left home for stardom in in Hollywood? I did. I drove from St. Louis to California with Andy in a little cat carrier in the backseat of my Mazda hatchback. (laughs) And it took three days. And I would stop. I put a, um, what I did was I put a litter box on on the floor, the seat behind me. And uh, occasionally when I would stop, I would open the little door. And he never wanted to come out. He just stayed inside that carrier the whole time. And when I would stop at hotels, I would stop at a roadside motel and sneak him in. Ah. And, um, and he would come out into the hotel at night and I don't know when he would do it because, you know, when I was sleeping, he would sort of sneak over and use the litter box and eat a little bit, but he hated it. He hated that drive. And he only protested though. I was about three hours outside of Los Angeles and he finally started meowing. He had had enough. Ah, so you were sneaking him in the back entrance of the hotels, I imagine. I was, yeah, you know, because they don't allow pets, but what was I going to do? I was, you know, traveling across the country with my cat and my only other option would be to sleep in the car with him on the side of the road or something because there was no way I could leave him in the car overnight. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, are you a cat person or a dog person? I, well, I would have to say I'm probably more of a cat person. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, my family always had dogs. We never had a family cat. And it wasn't until I went off on my own and got my own apartment in college that I found Andy and rescued him and sort of discovered the wonderful world of cats. And I just, I don't know what it is. I just, they're so smart and curious. And I love to watch him figure things out. Yeah. You know, he... um it was like he was seven years old, and one day, I, over the course of about a month, he decided that he wanted to open up kitchen cabinets. <laughs> and I watched him every day kind of work on this project, and eventually he figured out how to do it. And now every once in a while, I'll walk into my kitchen, and they'll be like, the bottom drawer is open, and he's sitting in it. Mm, okay. And I just think that's so neat that he just one day, he's like, you know what? I want to open these up. Inquisitive. What is the uh, most spoiled thing you think you do for Andy? Well, I, I kind of let him bully me around with food. Mm. Uh-oh. You know, with his kidney disease and, and everything, he has to eat a pretty specific diet, so I can't be as generous with people food as I used to be. But um, when, I w- when I was raising him, I gave him some bad habits. When I just think it's cute, though. When I eat cereal... Sometimes he'll hit the spoon so that the milk splatters, and then he licks it up. (laughs) But it's so cute. I think he's so smart that he gets the milk off the spoon. And so I always say, I say, I'm an adult human, and I have to protect my food from my, my pet cat. While I'm eating, I have to, like, guard my plate because I've taught him very bad manners. He's allowed to walk on the table during dinner, which when I have dinner parties, then, you know, I have to put him back in the bedroom because, or if he jumps on the table, I act like it's the first time he's done that. I'll go, oh my goodness, I don't know why he's doing that. Oh my, I'm so sorry. 
Um, but of course, you know, he does that because every night at dinner he sits up at the table with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's been so trained to do that. Yeah, that's probably the most, he's most spoiled. He has bad manners. If he wants it, if I'm drinking water or something and I have a glass, he can just walk right over and have a sip if he wants. <laughs> oh, the things we do for our animals. I know, but oh. I just love it. Jenna, we so appreciate you taking time out of your day to visit with us. Oh, you guys, you know I could talk animals all day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Fiat Chrysler Automobile claim that the new 2020 Charger Hellcat Widebody will be the most powerful and fastest mass-produced sedan in the world. With a 6.2-liter supercharged Hemi V8 touting 707 horsepower, it'll do 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 3.6 seconds. It'll have a top speed of 196 miles an hour. Dealers can order the car this fall, and deliveries are scheduled to start early next year. To find your new Charger, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. This is Animal Radio. Come back to home, I'm ready to I'll be there when you want it, some way, Take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Dwight. Hey, Dwight. Welcome to the show. Hi. What's going on? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Hi. My neighbor has a chocolate lab, about three years old. I just saw this the other day. He is uh, eating his own waste. Oh, I said, lovely. Oh, I said, how long has he been doing that? Oh, he didn't really know. And I says. I said, what are you feeding that dog? He's a good dog food, but he didn't tell me what it was. And when he was doing this, was um, is the dog housed in like in a, a run, or is this he was just like running around the backyard and just decided to eat his own poo? Backyard. He's in a backyard, and so he just kind of went back to the area. Okay. So, you know, the, the interesting thing is that most of these cases, it's more of a behavioral problem than actually a medical problem. There can be some medical problems that can cause a dog to do this, whether it is a, a digestive um, an uh, absorptive problem, some types of food allergies, parasites, things like that. But generally, it's a problem that they actually pick up when they're young. And the mother dog, that's basically how she cleans the babies, is she licks their hindquarters and ingests their feces. So as disgusting as it sounds, this is kind of a natural behavior that they pick up um, very young. Um, it goes awry when it becomes just disgustingly a nuisance. Um, so some of the tricks of this, and, and it can be hard when this has been going on for such a long period of time. But what we talk about is uh, limiting the access and the opportunity for this behavior to happen and uh, then to try to um, avoid it as well. So the first thing that I would do is pretty much keep this dog under eyeballs watch anytime he's outside. If he's left alone to do his own business, then he's going to potentially eat his own business <laughs> when he has that opportunity. So you really have to go escort them outside, whether it takes take them out on a leash um, or to um, actually, um, you know, just kind of physically observe while he does his business. Um, there are some uh, deterrents that you can put in their food to make the stool taste bad. And uh, you would kind of naturally think that stool tastes bad anyways, but, you know, dogs love it. So, <laughs> so um, but that can help. You just have to be consistent with that and actually let the dog try to ingest those stools um, that correspond to, you know, the powders or the, the, the pills that they eat. 
So that's kind of the big thing there. Now, you know, some folks will kind of use Tabasco sauce or other bitter tasting things and put it on the stool to deter them. And and that's fine if you can actually be that vigilant and follow around in the yard and put that on all the stool. But for me, I'd say I'd rather see folks spend their time picking up that poop, decreasing the opportunity and, um, you know, not waste your time putting, uh, you know, sauce on stool. It just sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> but, you know, he's got a real challenge on his hands if, if this has been going on for a while. Um, we can nip it in the bud and we can definitely get control of it, but it's going to require, um, you know, getting a, a handle on things um, behaviorally and access wise. And, you know, since he is doing this, it will increase his potential for things like intestinal parasites. So um, a visit to the vet, get that stool checked, uh, screening for parasites. Um, and, you know, a diet change might not be a bad idea as well, but uh, I'd start with some of the simple things first and, uh, you know, go with that. Okay. Let's go. All right. Well, you're a good friend, man, to be concerned about your friend's dog and eating poop. So uh, I wish I had neighbors like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks, Dwight. I have neighbors like that. They eat their poop. 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs from leopard prints to polka dots, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where traditional litter boxes are an eyesore. Kitty Agogo will add stylish decor for you and your cat. Available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. you got to check these out. These are really cool. They are cool. I have one in my living room because I have a small living room, and I hate it when people come in and they can see the litter box. They come in and they see this, and they it's it draws their attention because it's so cool looking. They're like, look at this cool furniture. Yeah, I know. Right. And, and how long did it take for this to happen? You know, I just thought that was such a brilliant idea. The litter pan, it should be a fashion accessory. You know, we love our cats. You know, why would you want to, like, make it seem like you're afraid that people notice you have a cat this is great announce it yeah and you can get it to match your decor and just it's cool piece of furniture john how are you doing i'm great thank you how are you good i understand you want to talk to our animal communicator joy turner hi joy pleasure to speak with you again thanks for taking my call you're Um, welcome thank you for calling we did a reading a month or so ago for my dog tuli and uh, you recommended some um, chiropractic and i since then got a um i had two sessions um for her over span of a couple of weeks, and um, she seemed to really enjoy them. I was hoping that maybe you could just check in and make sure that um, she's feeling better and doesn't need another session anytime soon. Yeah, she thinks she's fine. She doesn't think she really needs anything now for quite a while. She feels so much better, she tells me. Okay. And she's just so delighted that we did this. She just can't even believe how much better it is that she feels. Wonderful. Enjoy. She knows that I'm leaving tomorrow, right? She says yes, but she still hasn't quite figured out for how long. So how long are you gone? Just 13 days. Okay. And a way that you could tell her that, if you wanted to tell her without me, would be to tell her 13 and some natural cycles, like either 13 times after it got dark or when it got light or some some natural cycle like that, because day doesn't mean much to her, which is pretty typical of animals. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll uh, talk to her in the form of, uh, in the terms of night then. Yes, and she says the other thing she wants to do is tell you to have a very good trip and bring her something very good back. Really? Hmm. Yes. I wonder what I could bring back for her. <laughs> well, she thinks, of course, something to eat. She thinks if you're going to a different place, there's got to be something different to eat there. Okay, I'll bring her something back to eat. Then. Yes. Wonderful. I will do that. And so thank you very much, Joy. That's really helpful. I appreciate all that you've um, done for us. Oh, you are so very welcome, and thank you so much for calling Animal Radio. 
Okay, have a good afternoon. Okay, uh, that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can check us out at the website at animalradio.com. We want to thank Jenna Fisher for joining us today, and we'll see you next week for some more good old animal radio. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Thank have you, a good weekend. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.